Welcome back to Yes, You Can Lead, a podcast about life and leadership lessons from me, your host, Chip Nightingale. In our last episode, we talked about three key principles to help keep people working for you. Vision, value, and consistency. Today, we are in episode 22, and we're going to talk about one of those principles, and that is value. Three key principles to show you value your employee. So let's dive right in. Three ways to show you value your people. The first way is culture. People are our greatest asset in an organization, but do they think we feel the same way about them? Here are some leadership signs that are are creating a great culture in which people will see that we care about them. The first thing is, is we need to allow people to have an entrepreneurial independence to pursue and grow opportunities, but also demanding results. I think it's important for us to create a culture in which people can bring their ideas to the table. That's an amazing, it's an amazing attribute of, a, of, of showing people that we value them. But we also have to have results. It's one of the things that I think we, we struggle with within our organization that I'm working with today. And the reason we are struggling is because we have these young people that we know probably aren't going to be there in the next couple of years. So when they bring a new idea to the table, unfortunately, that idea usually goes away with them. So it's hard for us to allow them to bring new ideas. And ultimately, I think sometimes as leaders, we use that as the excuse for now allowing new ideas to come to the table. But the truth is, is that we need new ideas. We need need the culture that is there to help us to define how we are going to make a, a, a significant impact on the culture that is in front of us. And And I believe that actually if we allow these people to do these things, what we'll end up seeing is that they will stay longer than the two years that we think they're just going to leave anyways. The other thing is, is aligning the values of the people who work for you with the values of the company. So you have a shared common goal. We know our mission statement, but do we do we continually talk about how that mission statement um, brings the value of what we are doing to the table? I'm a, I'm a part of a church plant right now, and it's a very important within church plants that we define the uh, the the group or the shared common goal of of who we're going after. And and it, it could be simply as we're reaching families from ages 30 to 40. And does that mean we don't care about everybody else? No, that doesn't mean that at all. It just means that when we make decisions, that our decisions are going to be based on the, the paradigm that is there. If our paradigm is too broad, then, then everything can come into play and then everything gets muddy. Now we don't have a, a, a really a goal or a true valued mission statement that is driving the direction we go. I, I've even seen churches go as, as far as saying we're going to reach men who are 35 years old. So they do not make any decisions for their organization unless it is defined within the box of reaching someone who is 35 years old. And there's a lot of attributes that can go with that. When you're thinking about a man who's 35, he may have children that are ages three to five. It could be that he's he had children at a very young age and now they're becoming uh, teenagers or they actually could be single. There's there's so much uh, there's so much there that we can work around. But it but it's important that we have something to help us define. So when someone brings a new idea, we can say, yeah, that will work within the culture that we are creating within the environment of our organization. The third thing is listening 
to your people, admitting when you're wrong to create an environment of trust built on real relationships. For me, I... I I, I believe I do a fairly good job of this, and it the, the where I struggle the most is actually taking a step back, and 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 listening to the place of understanding, so that I don't have to be right or wrong, so that I actually bring them to the table, so that uh, so that I, I I'm not going back to them and saying, man, I really messed this up, I'm wrong, but actually listening and 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 understanding how to have. Uh, their input be an important piece of the direction that we are going. The fourth thing is creating a transparency or creating transparency by being open, honest, and vulnerable. We need to be we need to be open, honest, and vulnerable with each other. If if people aren't communicating to you, then let me tell you something: they do not feel valued. And if we are constantly just shutting them down before they even get out what they're trying to say, then I'm telling you right now, they do not feel valued. I have someone within my office right now that for whatever reason, when he was working for another department, they did everything they could to to make him feel unvalued so that he would leave. And it wasn't because he wasn't valuable. It was because he, they, he wasn't valuable in the way that that boss wanted him to be uh, constructed considered as the employee he needed. And so as I saw what he was doing, what was interesting about this person that helped me to see his value was that he was willing to endure all of the negative stuff that was happening around him because he cared more about the the mission and and what he was called to do and and continually to do the work that was in it. Creating transparency and being open, honest, and vulnerable is hard for us to do because that means we open ourselves up to a lot of hurt, but it also means we open ourselves up for us to have a culture in which people feel comfortable. Finally, being decisive yet grounded by maintaining confidence through the chaos and uncertainty. Let's just be real. Most of our organizations, there's a lot of chaos and uncertainty, but the more grounded we are within the culture that we have created, we can maintain a confidence to our employees that they understand not only their value, but the value of what we are trying to do as an organization. The second principle I want to talk about is inclusivity, or in other words, being willing to bring a diverse group of people to the table. If you want people to see value, you need them to you need to see a culture of change. And and it used to be that the environment that was uh, the culture we had within uh, at least my group was mostly men. And now there's more women than there are men. And it's pretty cool to see the dynamics of us working together because as I learned as a pastor is that the I needed all of the demographics to understand how to um, reach the the values within the culture we were trying to reach. We needed to get input from different ages. We needed to get input from different demographics. We needed to get input from different races. We needed to get input from different sexes, et cetera, and et cetera. And the reason why is because, because what it does is that it shows that we value more than just one group of people that we care about all people. And yeah, even though our value, our mission statement may be defined by a specific group, 
it's still important to know how all of these pieces, all these different demographics, all these different ages, all these different races, all these different sexes, see how we are to impact that specific group. The other thing we need to understand is that we need to create a welcoming environment. Inclusivity means it is an environment in which people feel like they're welcome. And we need to learn how to welcome all people within that environment. It's, it's hard. I, it, and, and sometimes we have things within our organization that keep us from welcoming, welcoming all things because of the mission that we're, we're a part of. But at the same time, those who have uh, what I would call like minds in the, in the direction that we are going, we need to allow them to feel like they can be a part of that environment. The third key principle I think is important is giving back. It's giving back. And the reason why I think it's important is because as we create a culture that, uh, that is, is driving our organization in a specific direction and then we bring in inclusivity, it's important that we understand as an organization how to get the best out of our people. And I believe that's by giving back. As a leader... Are you giving back to your people, community, and beyond? I have a good friend who has a, a, a company, and, and every year they, they, uh, they, are ex- they get excited about their opportunities in which they give back. I know, that, I know another organization, uh, a friend of mine who owns a company, and one of the things they do is by giving back is they, they go down to the homeless shelter and, and they give food at Thanksgiving or they give presents over Christmas or they'll go on a missions trip together. Uh, it's not a Christian organization, but it's an organization that their values are of serving people. So they, they find ways in which they can serve people through the organization. Your giving should be measured and directed. It, it, must, it must have some value. Your giving should be measured in that, in that uh, how we define it. At the end of the year, we should be coming to our people and saying, this is what we are doing for others in giving back. And here's the reason why we are doing it. Your giving doesn't always have to be money either. It can be serving people. It can be um, maybe going together and volunteering to to help out at a at at a camp or a homeless shelter or uh, or a, um, a a home for for those that are, are struggling with drug abuse. Whatever the case might be, whatever the heartbeat is of the people within the organization, we need to first of all listen to that heartbeat. And as our organization organization grows. Help us to define the ways in which we as an organization are giving back and how people feel inclusive in being a part of giving back. Do you empower people in your organization to give back? Do you do specific things like you give them um, a week of, of pay to, to go and volunteer someplace do you uh, do specific things to encourage them to get out? Do you do you uh, say you'll match up to a certain amount of money if they're willing to give to a specific thing? I don't know what the case is, but we need to, as as uh, leaders within our organizations, create a culture in which they they feel the people feel like they can get back. And really, what it will do is create a culture in which not only will they feel like they can get back, well, they'll they'll start giving. Period. And they'll have a heart to give. And finally, what will people remember us for? Are we people who invest in other people or, 
or are we people who care about ourselves? I think most of us would say we want to be people that people remember us as someone who cared about other people. But unfortunately, we as leaders get so consumed with the with the bottom line that we forget about that important value, the value of investing in people. These three points come from an article I read from entrepreneur.com. An article was the three ways you should value the people who are key to your business. I love what the author Jeffrey Hazlitt said in his closing. He says this, There will be exceptions to the things I mentioned above. For example, you may work in a local or national government agency or face hiring rules that give you less flexibility on how you can adjust the culture. You may face strict protocols that exist for the safety of your people and others that mandate absolute precision in the way certain tasks are performed. But are your people smiling when they perform those jobs? Think about what he just said there. Are your people smiling while they perform those jobs? With a few cultural and other exceptions, like the Queen's Guard at Buckingham Palace, most people don't smile because they don't want to, not because they're not allowed. In the end, make sure you aren't using what you can't do as an excuse for not doing anything at all. You need to challenge the way things have always been done, and you need to do it more than once. One act of kindness or generosity does not move the needle from zero to hero. It takes hundreds or even thousands of value-driven, unselfish, unrecognized, often small acts every day. Acts that are the foundation for the legacy you want to leave behind. Don't assume that legacy is a giving. Heroes aren't just made in a moment, and they're not assured of staying heroes once they get there. Your hero factor index isn't static. You need to keep coming back to this again and again and again to ask yourself, do I still have the hero factor? I believe these are great thoughts for all of us as leaders. I have a lot that I still need to do to create a culture where people feel valued. It's never too late to start, but to begin, you must make it a part of your culture. I hope you've enjoyed our show today. If you've listened this far, would you do me a a couple of favors for me? First, follow me on your favorite podcast app so that you will know when the next episode hits. And secondly, leave a review and share with a friend. Our hope with this podcast is to grow together. Just like we talked about just a minute ago, it is never too late to start. But to begin, you must make it a part of your culture. I want to thank you for being a part of our show today. This is a great week, and this is the week we take time to give thanks to those who are important in our lives. So from me and my family, I want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, this is Chip Nightingale, and yes, you can read.